people thought Tupac was really killing niggas and really, you know what I'm saying, blooding and cripping and ganging and that wasn't even him. He was really a black man trying to do the right thing for our people. But he had to do certain stuff yeah. just for us to even accept him and listen to him. The summer session. Yeah, the summer session is on. We on our shit again, village niggas in Michigan. Another mission, take pissed it, we gotta hit again. The windows open, call clean, I'm trying to shake the summer And make these suckers heartbeat, the bread gon' make them wonder But keep that on the need to, look how they treat you Smile on your face, but really be deceitful Niggas is see through, I keep on vibe, make sure I feed the people They keep on hiding, I'm staying focused, don't give a fuck what he do We just surviving, hear me? But back to the session, the lesson made here A different method perfected, but now our name's clear Disrespected now ever, how you gon' play here when we the river? Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of Knowledge Under the Influence. I'm your host, Martez. Follow me on Instagram, Martez underscore for show. I got a very special guest. You know what I'm saying? I call him uh, Young Hollywood, Mr. Hollywood. Not really, not really, man. Not not really, but you know what I'm saying? If, if, if you could hear this man's story and, and where he came from, man, you understand and why we necessarily have to be Hollywood sometimes, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? We want to live that certain lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? We got to we gotta start acting like the role we want to be in and whatnot. But I got my man Strict in the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strict, man, what's up? What's going on with you, bro? Nothing. Happy to be here, for sure. Yeah, man, it's all love. It's all love, for sure, man. I got uh, Thanksgiving coming up tomorrow. Uh, what, uh, what you got planned? Um, shoot, uh, I'm really running to Chicago to um, mess with some more people out of town. But uh, other than that, I'm gonna be back real soon. I'm going out of town, kicking it with my folks out of town, kicking it. Uh, you got family in Chicago? Yeah, I got a couple, couple cousins. Outside, yeah, outside. With it, you know, it, you know. It. I'm gonna see him. Um, and I think that's about it, man. I'm gonna be back about two, three days. But that's all I got for the holidays. Going out of town, networking with my folks out of there. Yeah, what you uh, what you most thankful for right now in your life? Mm. Cause you gotta get thanks. You gotta you gotta be thankful all the time. So you gotta be thankful. Off the top of the head, yeah. I'm gonna have to say. Of course, we gotta say we thankful for for, for still breathing today. Right, we, right. We woke up this morning, but right. uh, but I'm thankful for peace of mind. Not okay. peace, like a peace of mind. A okay. piece of. of What's the podcast called again? Knowledge under the influence. Yeah, I like that. I, I, that's why I'm going back to it. But um, I feel like I got my balance under this influence of what's going on in the world, bro. There I'm, you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm glad to have that peace of mind that's that's outside of what's going on in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I still got my strict mind. If that makes sense. No, I do. So a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people, like man. When they hear knowledge under the influence, and I'm glad you even referenced that, because a lot of people, they be like, knowledge under the influence, they, they think it's always just about, you know what I'm saying, you being influenced by, you know what I'm saying, liquor or or, or, or marijuana. But the fact that you just, you know what I'm saying, put that twist on it too, like you're influenced by other things. They don't necessarily have to be 
this this liquor or the marijuana it's a deeper meaning between knowledge you know behind knowledge and influence and a lot of people don't understand that so the fact that you even put it in there it's like dang like, i told you i was inspired by you yeah we'll get into our history though it, it makes you know <laughs> it makes you think a little bit more bro it make you think like damn yeah. like, it's yeah. more than that like everybody's influenced by something every every path you take is influenced by something so mm-hmm. but that's a whole different episode though yeah, like for sure for sure yeah do you, you cook Nah, man, I can survive. I can't cook. You don't cook at all. Nah, I can't really like. I can't saute nothing for you, right. <laughs> but I can survive. I can make you know. I can fry some chicken. You know, can, be black. You better be able to fly. Yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt. But I can't. I can't. If you wanted me to put some shit together for you, nah, I can't. I can't make you in a world class meal. <laughs> I was just I saying, like if we if we have a potluck, you better bring something to the table. Oh yeah, I'll bring something for sure. I'll yeah. bring something for sure. Paper it's just plate, gonna be basic though. Napkins, cups, pop, <laughs> cups. You know what I'm saying? Plasticware. That, that, that ain't no damn dish. I might bring something that's already been made. An apple pie out of Kroger's or something. You uh, you doing any Black Friday Black Friday shopping? Nah, man, I've never been on no Black Friday shopping, and that's because I'm I'm um I ain't antisocial. I just don't I don't like being around. Crowds of people, right, and yeah. I don't like having to bumping and being in lines. Right, that shit yeah. fucks with my anxiety and shit yeah. like that. So Black Friday has never been a thing for me, but I know you can do it um, digitally now. Right. Cyber, you know, you can yeah, do all they that got shit online. Cyber Monday but, or something, yeah. Man, I'm trying to stack up this money for some other stuff. I ain't thinking about Black Friday right now. Mm, <laughs> yeah, speaking about, about you got your little, uh, your little. Uh, Concert you had yesterday, the the, the yeah. Park concert, man. How how you feel like before the show? Uh, um, before the show, I didn't really know what to expect because it was kind of um sudden. Like I I was telling you before that you know my sister just got back here. That's something that niece put me on too. Right. And um, I knew it was for the community and whatnot. So mm-hmm. that already got my attention. Um, it was kind of. It was more freelance, like it wasn't as as organized and coordinated right. as other shows I've done before. But it was still fun. You know I why? Because black people was behind it. That might be something. Yeah, man, when I no, when I got there, man, I got there. I'm like, man, I came in through the back door. Yeah, yeah. They let me in. They ain't know who I was with. They ain't check me. They ain't ask no questions. No wristband if you on the guest list. Got you. I, I I shouldn't even pay, but I did it because it was to support a good cause. Exactly. So if it wasn't to support a good cause, I would have finessed. Exactly. Man, I came in there and they like, uh, you got tickets. And I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> but you know I'm saying it was it was for a good cause. I read up on it. I seen what it was for. So it all it all made sense, you know. Yeah. Alex Hill. Um, and what they trying to do over there, you mm-hmm. know, was huge. So I, I was like, you know, it's for a good cause. So. Yeah, I got to meet him actually for the first time. That's my sister, Connect. Okay. She know him. She came up with him, I guess, doing their PR thing. They both doing PR and yep, stuff. Yep. But, um, um, yeah, that was a great cause. I said that to him when I first walked in. Like, man, I just, it ain't even about the exposure. You know, at this point in our careers, we just uh-huh. doing stuff to get exposure, get people to know what we doing. Right. But this was really just like connected to the mission of it's a purpose behind this. Right. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right. Like I ain't just telling people to come out see me perform. I'm telling people to come out see me perform and donate to some stuff that you can see come right. back later. Like, you know, exactly. I might have you gonna you gonna roll by Eden Park one day and be like, Man, I donated to exactly. rebuilding this. You know I what I'm saying? That yeah, like I like putting all that. I like the fact that people can put they 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 gifts and talents into a way to give back to people. Right? Exactly. So that was just a dope situation. I didn't care how it went. I just yeah. like I wanted to get the run, like I said, just get out there on stage again and 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 do it for a reason. Were y'all paid for that show? No. no. 
Oh, I wasn't. You know, okay, I don't. Right. I can't speak on nobody yeah, else's business. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But I wasn't. That shit was free. Dude. I would have did it for free anyway. Yeah. How How was your and Terry relationship? Hundred grand. That's my brother from another mother. We went to college together. Played ball together. Was roommates. And um, yeah, man. That's just he. He provides all the vibe. I give all the information and all. The, I do the boring stuff. You know what I'm saying? The information. Yeah. The the. the you know, calling people out for whatever they not doing. I do right. all that stuff, but he that sound like he, a boss. You talk, yeah. you, you talk about it, but I mean, and not even on that sense. I mean, just in the music format, he set the vibe. He make it so like people can listen to me. Like the beats right. that he make are kind of different than what you think of traditional yeah. hip hop right now. Yeah, and they always got some type of either sample or old school vibe that you can be like, oh no, this some music shit. Right. This ain't just. You know what I'm saying? He gives you that calm, right. relaxed feel. And my voice and what I'm saying is like the, um, it's kind of like the, the, I'm the one that's poking at you. I'm trying to get you right. I'm right. trying to make, you know, convict you a little bit, yeah. show you what I'm doing a little bit, right? inspire, motivate. There you, there you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what my thing is. How but do I don't think you can do that. Without having a balance of at least letting people vibe a little bit or being able to, you can't just preach at a nigga too much. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. And that's kind of what, it's a message in all our shit. So right. I, I, I just know that Tay is necessary evil. I, once he made those beats, it was like I knew I could figure out a way to, to rap now because I think that the message would be, it'd be right with that mix. Right. Sure. How, how did y'all even collab or even decide that y'all wanted to do you know what I'm saying? The music thing. Oh, man. Because you, you was a hooper. You used to hoop. Yeah, man. Was that your first love? You know that was. That was everything, man. Hoop was... Um, everybody knew me for... If you knew me, you knew me for playing ball. Like, right. That's what it was. Or, you know, you went to school with me or something like that. We kicked it. But I was always known for playing ball. I always was in the gym. I always was where the basketball was at. For right. sure, for sure. But, um, yeah, me and Tate met through ball. We both was playing basketball. I wound up going to Eastern through my mm -hmm. little path of, with my path of the, the, the Adrian trip I took. Um, I had to go D3 first before I went to Eastern and whatnot, but, um, we linked up at Eastern. He came to Eastern from Syracuse on some, he had to get back out here with his peoples. I know his moms, his grandmas was going through some stuff at the time. So it made sense for him to come back out here. Mm -hmm. It was God's plan how we met, man. Yeah. And then we was roommates, like, you know, you know, every time we go out of town, every time we take a road trip somewhere to play another team, mm -hmm. um, you know, they 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 assign you roommates. You don't really get to pick. You don't know these niggas that you're right. meeting from across the country. You know, right. it's only maybe three, four people from Michigan on your team. Right. Everybody else from somewhere else, you know. So um, me and Tay wound up being roommates. So every time we went out on the road on these road trips, mm -hmm. we was sharing, sharing our living quarters, man. And we're both... The crazy thing is we both kind of like, um, not antisocial, but we kind of like to ourselves yeah, type yeah, of people. Oh yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Sure. So as a long time when we first met each other that we used to be in there like in the hotel two, three days and he'd be in his, his beats, the headphones, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. He'd be in his headphones listening to music. I'd be in my headphones listening to music. It wouldn't even be no interaction. Okay. It'd just be like the TV on, niggas is in their own world. Like the first couple of weeks, us just kicking it with each other, it was really like that. Like, cause yeah. you know how I am yeah. though, but cool. he's kind of the same way. Like okay. he just to himself, 
be, you know, handling his own business, don't need people to give him attention for him to feel comfortable. He can be okay just being by himself, just like I can. Right. So we used to be in the same room for them little times we used to have to be in and not saying a word, bro. Yeah. Like just really chilling, yeah. getting in our own zone. Wasn't until um, them hotels start having them um, Bluetooth speakers in them where you'd be like, all right, um, shit, you trying to hook up to the Bluetooth? You know what I'm saying? Right. Put the put the sounds on. And that nigga start throwing on some shit. And I'd be like, damn, what you know about that shit, bro? Right. This some real music shit right here. You got no music to know this. And he'd be like, and I'd do the same thing. I had a Bluetooth one time and be like, bro, you don't know nothing about this shit. And he'd be like, shit, this the shit I fuck with for real, bro. This the that real shit I fuck with. So once we got that little basis down, man, like, Music was our, our our meeting ground. Even though we had basketball there, that wasn't enough, I guess, for us to really talk and link yeah. up for real. It wasn't until we got into music where it was like, damn, nigga, yeah, play that shit. It was, and once we got cool, it was like, now we coming to the, we setting up for the road trip. Like, all right, bro, you gonna bring, yeah. you gonna bring the Bluetooth. I'm gonna yeah. bring the the snacks and shit yeah. this time. We gonna make sure when we go out of town three weeks. I mean, for three days, you know what I'm saying? We gonna have some. We gonna have a vibe. You know what I'm right. saying? Fast forward in the health world, the vibe, but that's a whole different story, it man. Is a different we start story. setting up this hoop shit, like we going to play um, something big, like something in our in our world, like we go play Kentucky or one of Duke, one of them big schools or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, bro, literally, our families is hitting us up, like what channel is going to be on or what time is it, and we want to make sure we watch it, send us some pictures, bro. Literally, we used to be in the phone, like all right, bro, make sure you got the Bluetooth. I'm a um. I'm going to bring hella Gatorades and snacks and shit. Yeah, so we yeah. got that to eat, nigga. Um, I hope we don't get in trouble this show podcast. But niggas got smoke. Niggas no, got... Good. You already know, yeah. bro. Like, we setting it up. Niggas finna vibe this weekend. We getting away from school. We about yeah. to go to a different state, Period. different city. About to just go hoop for a minute. Period. We finna have a vacation low-key, bro. Period. And that damn near was like... The name of our first mixtape was Health, Wealth, and Vibe. That's what we used to call that shit, man. Like... Our vacate, our game, our road trips, bro, was like, of course we knew we was handling business because hoop was our love at the time. Right, like, right. But outside, we knew we had to handle business, but any time outside of that, bro, was spent on health, wealth, and vibe, which is whether we eating good, uh, shit, playing some good music, having yeah. some people come over to the hotel, you know yeah. what I'm saying, and just having a nice little vibe. That was our shit, man. Health, wealth, and vibe was the movement before. So, I mean, yeah, and I, and I, I want to kind of jump right into that since you already, you know what I'm saying, you passionate about it. You just can't stop talking about it. So, I let, got to. so, so, so HWV, HWV. Health, health, wealth, and vibe, like, what it, like that, that influenced the name. How mm-hmm. long did it take, like, to, to make your the first album? Was that your first album? Yeah, yeah. How long did it take shit. to make that? Um, I guess if we're talking about writing and, um, coordinating, it probably took about six months, six, seven months. Probably. You put you put your blood, sweat, and tears every day and night. You got up. Slept. I'm gonna give you a real story, actually. You know, you gotta keep it real. We off this Remy today. Yeah, I'm already in it. Yeah. Tay was making beats like 10 months, 10, 11 months before we put that little tape out on SoundCloud, mm-hmm. the Health Wealth mm-hmm. and Vibe shit. And I was already working in the plant. Mm-hmm. Like on some twelve hour shifts type shit. Like mm-hmm. I um Tay was playing in the D League at the time. And um he wasn't doing nothing but traveling, having his computer, making beats. Yeah. And he told me he was making beats because that's all he really was doing. He was just moving, 
airport to airport, hotel to hotel, playing the game and getting back to the airport. So he's like, bro, all I've been doing is just making beats mm-hmm. in my spare time, whatnot. And then he put them on a SoundCloud link. Yeah. So I used to be in the plant on some like, um, and Tay got a lot of, he got a good network of people he know. You yeah. know what I'm saying? For no reason, too. Yeah, that's and a he reason. Like, yeah, it is a reason, but he got a lot of, like, a big network, and mm-hmm. he was like, yo, like, I don't know if niggas can rap off these beats, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, because his style kind of different. It's like slower, Most classic, um, classy, classic. classical. He take them Motown souls, soul um, snippets. Yeah, poetry snaps. You, and I'm trying to tell you, that's it. And, uh, he knew the vibe already. He already knew and was like, nah, man. Like, it's just hard to, the niggas I know that rap and all the music niggas I know, it's hard for me to send that shit because it's like, what is niggas going to do with this shit for real? I just right. be vibing. Right. I just be making shit to sound good, to play around. And low key, when I heard him, that's how I felt. I felt like it was like soundtrack music damn near. Like, right. You could be playing these instrumentals during a movie mm-hmm. in the background, like yeah. while the movie's going on, type shit. Like, right. and it'd be cool. And um, me being in the plant kind of was like, same time I'm dealing with my own demons. Like, nigga, I just graduated from college. Right. The fuck, I'm doing in the plant for. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. I'm going through my own shit. Uh, I was hooping over there in Canada for a while. Yeah. Got hurt. Wound up getting hurt and shit. Had to come back over and was like. Damn, what the fuck? I've been working all my life to hoop. Yeah, now yeah, shit nah, just so, getting rocky as so hell. Like, man, it's looking bad. I already had Trey out here. Yeah. I already had my son out here. He got to eat. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, man. I got to go to the plant. I got to just get some money right now, though, period. Yeah. Even though I'm hurt right now, I'm down. My emotional state is fucked up because nigga shit ain't going out how I planned it to go. Yeah, I got to go get some money. Still, I got shit to hold down. And Tay... Was a big motivation as far as like he just used to be telling me about his beats he was making and like man tap into my beats I'm in there twelve hours a day yeah at the plant had a Bluetooth around my neck like or the string type shit like yeah. just because you couldn't have headphones and shit in yeah. the plant so I used to have a little Bluetooth speaker tied around my neck had a little shoestring tied and I put his SoundCloud with all these beats on it. Just have it playing the whole 12 hours. I wasn't listening to music. I just listened to all these little beats because they were vibes, bro. Yeah. They was like, you could just listen to them bitches and just chill and do your work and time yeah. will go by a little better. It wasn't until maybe about three, four months later where I'm like, I'm writing shit in my head, kind of like just remembering that, like, that bitch, seed I said was some, being planted. It was, that, that bro. Seed was planted, bro. <laughs> Looking back now, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, you making me go back and do it right now, so it yeah. is kind of crazy. But yeah, at the time, it was like, damn, I just started putting little shit together. I'm gonna be specific and say it's all good though. That's the first song on Health, Wealth, and Vibe. That beat specifically, like I used to play that shit every time. Like when I'm starting my shift, I'm playing that mm-hmm. beat, bro. Like. It was just a smooth-ass beat to me. And I think that was the first verse that I shared with Tay. Like, bro, I've been writing to some of your shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. even though I be in the plant, I've been writing to some of your shit, and I think this shit hard. And I rapped that shit to him one day. We was in the whip, bro. He was like, nah, bro, this shit cold. This way colder than what I thought anybody was going to do to this shit. I thought it was going to have to be some singing type of shit on my beats, right. or I thought it was going to have to be a nigga trying to be you know, extra R&B or poetic on my shit. Yeah. The way you rapping is like, it still sound like you, nigga. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I still feel like Strick is talking to me on this shit. And that's dope. So I'm like, yeah, that is kind of dope. I <laughs> fuck with it too. You know what I'm saying? 
And I ain't never really been no um no rapper, period. You know what I'm saying? Like I've I've always loved hip hop, you know, sports niggas, period. Listening to music all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. Cause like yeah. he was doing, you traveling. You gotta get motivated. You gotta get motivated, you gotta get hyped, you gotta change your mood. So yeah. I always listen to hip hop, always listen to music, but I was never really in the art of writing shit down or mm-hmm. trying to put words together to make them Never. sound sweet. I would, you know, on nigga shit, like niggas in general would just be like, hey, bro, bust a freestyle when you just yeah. getting drunk with your yeah, niggas. You yeah, be like, yeah. nigga, the beat on rap. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah. I done did shit like that, of course. But literally writing pen to pad and trying to make a song or hearing a beat and feeling how I feel about the beat and trying to put a concept behind it in rap. Mm-hmm. No, nah, that was like the first time I was actually doing that shit. And it was because I was really in the plant. Like, right. nigga, you're not using no mental space while you putting a part together. You yeah. you molding a part together. So literally my mental space is free. I'm in there thinking about hoop. Yeah. I'm in there thinking about rap. I'm in there thinking about nigga, whatever the a beamer. Because you you because it's you damn like they have they have robots and plants. Yeah. But you damn near become the robot because you get repetitive at doing yeah. the same job. You already know how to do you don't have to think about it. Bruh. So like you said, you can clear your mental space to do other things. So that's I mean, but in the same sense, some people can't. Like some people might be thinking about like shit they, they got to go back home mm-hmm. or they might got to sit there and be like, damn, I'm at this job. I hate this job. But you use it in a positive sense, you know what I'm saying? So you actually did something positive with it. So you know what I'm saying? That that's actually pretty good. So you know what I'm saying? I just wanna like like what's your favorite track from uh HWV? My favorite track from HWV? Yeah. It's it's hard because it's fickle now because I got people that's then then gave me they, you know, real life testimonies of how they felt and it's like didn't change my perspective a little. No, I'm saying if I if I listen to HWV right now, mm-hmm. like which out which which sound track or which which one which song can i listen to and be like damn i really can get the the whole vibe i can kind of feel strict i mean you from from a whole perspective yeah the whole album but which one you really put your all into it which, your message came across the best which song it gotta be one if i had to pick one man i have to say family and and that's been yeah. everybody's favorite yep. too yep. but it's because like literally family is like I'm going to tell you how I did family. First of all, since I told you that I was listening to Tate Beats mm-hmm. in the plant and wrote half of the album to that shit. Well, actually, all of that shit, except for like three songs. Family was one of those three songs that I didn't write in the plant. It was when Tate came back home from the D-League. He came home from All-Star Weekend for All-Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. Never forget. I was staying in Westland at the time. He was like... Um, I'm going to just pull up on you. You know, he came at the airport. He landed at the airport. So I'm like, hey, I'll pick you up, bro. It's right down the street. You know what I'm saying? Boom, boom, boom. Came to the crib and literally was like, bro, I made like eight more beats, bro, since the last time I put some shit on the SoundCloud. Listen to this one. He put family on. On life. We listened to that shit by like two, three hours straight, bro. Like on some like putting it on repeat because he had it on like, you know, you got a sound bar or something. Got a sub with it. The shit was rocking in my crib that day. Like it was rocking. I'm like, damn, run that back. We wanted to play in the back. We watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on TV on mute though. Like just watching it, listening to the beat though. Like, man, this shit was hard. And this was the first time Tay got to like see me write some shit down. I'm like, bro, yeah, I'm about to just write.
like, nah, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I be on now. When I be listening to your beats, bro, I be on some bitch. I'm just about to write some shit down and see how I come out. I wound up, I didn't finish the whole song, but I gave him that first verse. You know, and um, I finished the first verse with the, um, this is soul food. They gave these cornbread, look how they dressing. And he was like, bro. Nah, dog. We gotta put this shit together somehow, man. Like, nigga, you can rap for real, bro. Like, this shit is different, dog. Like, you can really rap for real. And he was like, I can hear my beats, um, like guiding you, but you still being yourself. And I think people will fuck with you being strict. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can be strict on these type of beats, people will fuck with you. He kind of like put me onto it, like. You know, bro, this is some shit we gotta do. We wound up putting, I wanna say like $250, nigga. $10, I mean, 10 hours on a studio session in reference. 10 hour block. We did the whole album in 10 hours, bro. That whole Hell Fucking Vibe was done in 10 hours. I had all this shit memorized in my head from what I did at the plant. And then I did family. Don't try to play me. did like family. I like, I like, the, I like the bonus track. You heard us? That's for your homegirl. Yeah, bro, that track. That's crazy. I did that afterwards too. I did that afterwards too. That uh, that 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 bonus track. That one. That that one really got to me. I like that one. On HWV, mm-hmm. I like strict speak. Your little, you know what I'm saying when you're speaking. Let me tell you what strict speak. Go ahead. That's a dope. That's a dope story. Oh, yeah, it is. Go ahead. Strict strict speaks part two. Of course, that's the only beat that ain't tased on the album. That's a most deaf. I mean, uh, Black Star beat. Yep, yep. Thieves in the night. Most deaf and Talib Kweli had a group called Black Star, and they had a little album that was is a hip hop cult classic type mm-hmm. thing. Um. Like I said, I grew up with old hip-hop. My pops was who put me on the shit, so I heard all this shit before. Um, me and Tay was on a road trip, and you know Ray, because we mm-hmm. went to school with him. Me, yeah, yeah. Ray Lee, um, Mike Talley, Tay, um, all of us was just on a road trip, mm-hmm. and Ray is the one who wound up getting people like to start doing music because he started making beats in college. Yeah. He started making beats and little songs. He had never released them probably, but he started making little songs and we was fucking with him a little bit. A couple of them. They yeah. was on some weird new new style of hip hop type shit yeah. that we could be like, yeah, we fucking with it. And um Ray Lee House wound up being like the fake studio. Like niggas would go over there and just be like, uh, hear what Ray doing or hear some of his beats and he had the speakers and mm-hmm. a little you know, he was recording shit off the um, the iPhone, like recording off the iPhone. Yeah. Literally, he was like, man, niggas need to come do tracks. We need to do a whole mixtape of shit. Everybody had a track, bro. I'm telling you, GB, Jalen, Ray. Um, of course, Tay didn't because he ain't even that type of nigga. But um, right. everybody damn near had a feature on some shit, even if they was on some shit. We was just making shit, being bored. Um, my portion, he let me get mine. That was Strict Speaks Part 2. Okay. He was like, um, we was listening to a beat. Me and Tay was listening to some beats like on on a road trip. And he pulled up the Thieves of the Night beat from Blackstar and was like, now this is some hard ass. This the shit I like the vibe to. And I like these beats is classic right here. I wound up listening to it, writing to that shit while we was on the road. Came back to the crib and Ray Lee was like, Man, we having a little session at the crib. Come through, everybody bring a bottle type shit. You know, the whole squad. So I pulled up and um, he was like, man, record that shit that you was doing, man. Fuck that. I wound up doing Strict Speaks, bro. And they was like, 
No, that shit different, bro. That shit cold. Like, nigga, you can rap for real. This shit Period. different. You can Period. rap, bro. And I'm like, man, I know, I know this. I like, I was reading it back. Like, I know my shit ain't corny. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't think of it as where people would be like, no, this nigga can really rap for real. You know what I'm saying? That was one of the first things. Strict Speaks is one of my favorite, and I put it on Health Up and Vibe just because that's the blueprint of what got me rapping for real. Like and, my niggas. And that's and that, that's crazy because that's another question. Cause my thing is this. You you what I like about you and your music is you gonna shout out Michigan one, yeah. but you ain't you gonna really shout out Ipsy and Willow Run. Like that's mm-hmm. where you can't I, what I like is that people don't even know the that other cities exist when you go outside of Michigan. Mm-hmm. When you go somewhere, you got to say, where you from? Detroit. 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 You got to say that because that's the only thing they know in Michigan. That's the only thing they know. Yeah. But for you to put on these tracks, yeah. MC, Willow, Willow Run. Run, Willow Run be the side. You yeah. We're going to talk about that. I'm <laughs> like to put that, in your, to put that in your music is huge because it's like, okay, Oh, Michigan just got talent. Yeah. It don't have to necessarily come from Detroit. Yeah. You got talent coming out of Ipsy. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You got Inkster. yeah, Inkster. Period. Yeah. I like the, my last couple interviews I done did on here. People out of Inkster. My mm-hmm. my next couple interviews they're gonna be people out of Inkster. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I was telling you earlier, I was thinking about reaching out to all these these, these big time uh, celebrities and stuff and trying to get. Them, and I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. I'm a small fish in a big pond. But I got some people out of Inkster, my own damn city where I didn't sure. been through Ipsy. I didn't grew up. You know what For I'm saying? Sure. College. I got some people with some talent. Why not mm-hmm. let their stories be heard? What you mean? Like right. they got, they got, you know what I'm saying, talent and stories that need to be heard too that can motivate and influence other people to do stuff. So what I what I like about your y'all sound is that and 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 now that you mentioned, I don't know, I think Tay might be the 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 the, the mastermind behind <laughs> it all. Cause cause Tay, no, for real, like man, when I say when I say this, I mean this like from 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 like just the blackest part of me possible. <laughs> really? That 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 sound that y'all got, that mm-hmm. that that sound that y'all are producing with with his beats and your lyrics, mm-hmm. bro, it's old school. It, it's it's when I think about when I think about y'all music, I don't think about a nigga from Detroit. It don't sound like a nigga from Detroit. Nah. When I think about y'all music, I don't hear a nigga from Inkster. It don't sound like a nigga from Inkster. Mm-hmm. Bro, it it sound like that that that's your sound. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it sound different. But what it, it you know what I'm saying? You had to get influenced by something. Mm-hmm. So what influenced your 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 style or your 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 choice of words or what influenced you the I most? Feel like, you. Um, that's a good question. Cause I be trying to figure it out too. Then this this journey of music I've been mm-hmm. on lately. Nah, a lot of it come from my pops, man. My pops is like a um Okay. He was a I don't want to say he was a hip hop like historian, but you know he grew up in that shit. Right. So he didn't really do none of the the newer shit. And niggas was listening to Lil Wayne, and um, when he was making his drop, like in oh one, oh two, oh three, and everybody was going crazy. Bro, I was getting hip to like Eric being Rakim, KRS One, BDP. I'm listening to Tribe Called Quest, fucking. Mm-hmm. Nigga, all the way down to X Clan and uh, dig- Diggable Planets, and I'm cool right. like that. I'm listening to a whole bunch of just where hip hop was so free and you could do whatever you want. It wasn't a sound, it wasn't a wave. It was really like, nigga, if you was dope and had something to say, we was here for it. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. the era. That was my my base. So I knew. I didn't. I never knew I was. I never thought I was gonna have to make no rap shit that people was gonna have to. 
I was going to have to change who I was to do. Because I just felt like hip-hop was free. Right. I could be who I wanted to be in that shit. Period. You know what I'm saying? Like, And on top of that, when my pops gave me that foundation of his era of shit and how he listened to music and... I was gravitated to that, and that's all I really had access to at that time. When I got time to get to my own shit, that kind of based me to find niggas who who kind of could mesh that shit with me. So I, I, I gravitated to artists like, um, this is something random, but it kind of makes sense at the same day. My favorite rapper when I was in high school on some bull was Lloyd Banks. Shut the fuck up. I swear to God. I Stop. Swear. Wait I a minute. Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> Lloyd bro. Banks. He went Lloyd, not, he's not even a rapper. Lloyd Banks from oh, Lloyd G-Unit. Ba- oh, yeah. oh, not I Lloyd the oh. rapper. I mean the singer, <laughs> oh, nigga. No, Lloyd, Lloyd Banks. Banks from G-Unit. Oh, okay, yeah. He was my favorite nigga. I'm like tripping. This Remy got me fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even though 50 was the nigga, and of course, like, get rich or die trying. And the crazy thing is, people tell me I sound like 50. Like, they be getting a 50 vibe from me. You sound like, like you that. from New York or something. Like, you sound like That would from- it be, too. That's yeah, what yeah, it be, too. Sound like one of them niggas are from out that way. But Lloyd Banks was really like my favorite fucking rapper. And he was like, only reason I like Lloyd Banks is because I felt like he had that element of, he didn't care that his shit was extra lyrical and yeah. stupid cold. He was still putting that shit out. But Period. at the same time, like, he was rapping and it wasn't like, I don't want to sound disrespectful by saying like Eminem can rap, right? Right. And that nigga can make shit rhyme with anything. Like, he can make any word rhyme with any word, for real. Mm-hmm. But that don't mean he's saying shit. Like, his message oh, yeah, might no, no. not be hitting me. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Banks is a nigga that can make shit rhyme that you would be like, oh, this nigga really just talking. Like, yeah. he just having conversation for real. Mm-hmm. But that shit rhyme. And he going to put, like, he do, like, double... Double meanings of shit that mm-hmm. make you be like, damn, this nigga really styling low key. But right. he's chilling. His voice stay the same. His yeah, his cadence stay the yeah, same. His demeanor, he just be cool. Like just chilling. Yeah. But he's saying shit and it sound crazy. Like the shit that he says resonates with niggas. If you broke, if you trying to come up, if you trying to make some of yourself, his lyrics resonate with you for real. Like yeah. he talking about come up shit. He talking about. Not talking to these girls for real. I'm focusing on this bag. I'm focusing on this rap. That's his whole plight. Lloyd Banks was the nigga I wanted to rap like if I was gonna be a rapper, like because I felt true. like that nigga was chilling. He was cooling, being himself. That, that nigga influenced your sound. I didn't even know that. I, I could, swear to God, I couldn't even tell. Like I ain't even gonna lie to you. I'm a when I was doing my little notes and shit. When I was like the fact that you said that, like it is true because you do. You know what I'm saying you do. You do have a message in your raps. A lot of people don't. Like you said, like you can listen to like Eminem. And I'm not saying Eminem, you know what I'm saying? He's a great lyricist. True. But at the same time, some of his music, I'm like, bro, you're not it saying. It don't connect to me. Yeah, you don't not, got nothing to do with me. You're not saying much of anything. Mm-mm. So, you know what I'm saying? When I listen to to your music, it's like you can, you can, I can hear your life. Mm-hmm. And I can find a way to relate my own. One of the, one of your lines you said in one of your raps, and I, and I don't want to, I don't want to chop it up but it was like you know what i'm saying basically you, you you there's more than one way to keep steak and shrimp on your dinner plate yeah you know what i'm saying yes it is you get your idea you write it down and follow through with it basically like do that shit like it's always a way to make some shit out of out of out of your life and you can find a way and whatever way that is make it happen i don't know if you heard the end of that verse i said 
I said um, that oh, I heard my the dreams got me standing next to Pac because who could fuck with the real and positivity coming out the same nigga that done deal with the insecurities? Because Pac was that nigga first that gave a message right. and gave you Brenda's got a baby and yep. you know dear mama and all that shit but same time he knew he had to get into that thug shit for niggas to even listen to him exactly and he wasn't no fucking thug, thug? drug no. dealer Bro, he kingpin was out, he was putting out real messages to, to real you, messages like to, to but he had to do hit him up and um, um, I get around that's and what people want because yeah. that's what you need yeah, that's what people but his want. real message was to help black people he was trying to start a revolution Bro, but that's what I was saying and saying in that message that song Especially where I'm giving niggas the game It's like This is the first time since pop Where a nigga is talking Build yourself up Live your life Be who you need to be And I'm not I'm not finna conform though You feel me? I'm not finna have to deal with the fact That I think people gonna think I'm soft Or people gonna think I'm Not cool enough Nah nigga I know I'm cool enough I know I ain't soft You finna, You know what I'm saying? And the people around me will validate that So I'm not even finna have to Try to I'm not finna try to Get people on my side To be like Look I know hood niggas y'all Let me talk some hood shit right now For what? I know some street niggas y'all Let me bring my street niggas around Nah I'm not even on that It's me being me It's me I'm not Having no cosigners The only cosigner I got is Tate And he a hoop nigga that make beats Uh, Everything else coming from me You know what I'm saying And that's what I wanted to say With that shit like It's hard for niggas to tell people Yo it's, it's easy to keep steak and shrimp on your dinner plate. You ain't got to be no drug dealer. You ain't got to be no gangster. You ain't got to rob niggas. You can do Just write down some shit, what you really feel about yourself, what yeah. your goals are, yeah. and finish through with those hoes, bro. Exactly. You going to be the man. I promise you. I did it. That's what I'm saying. I, I ain't never had to be no street nigga, bro. You know me. I ain't never had to be no street nigga. I ain't never had to act like nobody I was. But I always been accepted, bro. And people don't think they'll be accepted. If they beat themselves sometimes yeah. I just ain't give a fuck And I, I'm telling y'all Look y'all I did that shit my way And people still fucked with me Do your way yeah. Don't follow this nigga Go do than, what you doing You know what I'm saying More than one play To keep steak and shrimp on your dinner plate But people don't know that yeah. People think man Shit I'm finna go get this bag I'm finna go holler at my mans That got the bag Or I'm finna holler at my mans That be with so and so I'm gonna yeah. start being a yes man Around him And start eating like they eat yeah. Fuck all that Just figure out what you good at Do that shit But you can't do that message In rap right now Without being no corn Ball. You know what I'm saying? In another way, I'll be Will Smith if I don't talk certain shit. Right. But the way I talk, that's why I compare myself, even though, and this is crazy, I might be breaking some shit. I'm not even a stupid, stupid Tupac fan like that. Like, I know a lot of his music, of course, but I'm not a real Tupac stand, but I compare myself a lot to him because I believe in a lot of his messages. Like, I believe in a lot what he was trying to do. I just think that he was in an era where motherfuckers had to like I said he had to deal with the fact that people wouldn't accept him if he wasn't looking a certain way or talking a certain way or acting like he was in the streets with the gangs and you don't gotta do that shit no more though you can really be yourself and it's 2018 bro everybody knows that this shit is entertainment now bro you know what I'm saying like niggas ain't shooting niggas every day for real even yeah. if that's your perception and you might think a nigga like Jeezy is out there really selling blocks still yeah. I know when I was in high school I'm like man Jeezy's a real nigga I probably could go to Atlanta and see Jeezy really selling bricks now but this is entertainment Jeezy yeah. ain't selling no fucking bricks and if he is if he is 
We don't know about it. Right. He wouldn't be talking. He wouldn't about, be talking about it. Yeah, he wouldn't be talking about that shit no more. Then, you know they what I'm know saying? The feds be listening. And the shit feds are listening. Period. I'm about to go catch this nigga. Come yeah. on, man! Like yeah. niggas ain't doing that. Niggas ain't catching bodies every day. But that was the perception back then. Like people thought Tupac was really killing niggas and really, you know what I'm saying? Blood and cripping and ganging and that wasn't even him. Yeah. He was really a black man trying to do the right thing for our people. But he had to do certain stuff just for us to even accept him and, and listen, listen to, to him. It, for real. That's serious, bro. bro. That, that that's crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Like I said, doing my notes. Like, you know what I'm saying? To me, and I and I listen to music and I listen for lyrics. Like, yo, the, like shout out to Tay, cause the beats, the beat. Shout beats, out Tay. The, the the beat for show catch you. And one last night, even when I was at your little concert, bro, it. You got to get that vibe, and like you mm-hmm. said, health was. I start bobbing my head before mm-hmm. I even heard before I even heard your lyrics. I got to bob my head. Boom! You got to start listening. Yeah, I start, and then I'm like, okay, let me see what's coming with it. What's with this beat? Let me mm-hmm. see what's about to come out the beat. So when I'm writing my notes down, and me, I only listen to let I, Pac, J Cole, Wale, Kendrick Lamar, Bob. Mm-hmm. I listen to somewhere it's a message that's that's deeper than than surface level. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I'm. That that's who I'm comparing you to, but this is deep. Like, and it sounds crazy, but bro, it in, in five, ten years, like, you know what I'm saying? ASDR music is gonna be there. And I'm gonna be one of the first to say it. Like it's <laughs> gonna be there, Pierre. We're gonna play this podcast. For back. sure. Because I'm like, bro, you can compare you can compare ASDR music to the music from J. Cole, Wale, mm-hmm. Kendrick, B.O.B. Like it just got that different sound, that different feel, that old school, that new school. You can vibe to it. You know what I'm saying? It make you want to damn near get up and grind. Like you listen to the lyrics, you like, damn, like, damn, this is just a regular nigga. I can do this shit too. I can do something too. Like, For like real. I said, that line, you know what I'm saying? It's more than one way to keep staking shrimp on your dinner plate. I'm like, damn. My, man, my man's ain't lying. That's a fact. <laughs> my man's ain't that's lying. That's an actual like, fact. You bro. know what I'm saying? So that that's who I compare it like your messages to. Not necessarily your sound, because you got your own sound, especially coming from where everybody man. say, Oh, you from Michigan yeah. or where? Detroit? No, yeah. nigga, I'm from Ipsy. Willow Run yeah. be the size. Willow Run, no. And listen, you know what I'm saying? That. So um I really I I really appreciate the sound, you know what I'm saying? Nah. But for me it's like who influenced you to, to 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 keep going and how do you stay motivated to do this shit? Um I think that's 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 where it gets back to I damn near feel like this parallel to hoop. I always parallel this music shit to hoop too, mm-hmm. cause that was my hustle before all this. Like when I was in high school, like um everybody knew who the top niggas in the state was, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And you know where we from. Like we was a of course Robichaud had a great basketball tradition, if you want to say that. You know what I'm saying? We right. had uh, we had a lot of hoopers over there. Yeah, but yeah. I just mean like in the sense of you knew who the, the niggas who was, you know, solidified in the state and all that shit. My team, we always felt like we was always good enough, but we ain't had a shine. You know what I'm saying? We right. didn't have the names or the right. or the or the you know, the facilities that all the other schools had or the resources or the people mm-hmm. that was showing love. Like, we used to pull up in tournaments eight deep in Crump Navigator. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. So, like, when we get out there and go play a team, like, if we was playing, let's use Tay's school, Country Day. Country Tay day. went to I Country knew. Day. They got athletes. They, they got athletes. They recruit. They got the top facilities, all that. We play a school like that, you know it's just going to be, we going to have an extra energy because it's like, nigga, we don't got that, but we feel like we those people. Right. That's the music plight, damn near. Ooh, okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I know 
for a fact. A nigga don't want to sit in front of me and say, bro, you can't rap if he's a rapper because you're going to have to show me I can't rap. Same way if we was hooping, the nigga say, you can't hoop. you have to show me that, though. Regardless if you, nigga, Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, bitch, you finna have to bust my ass before I tell you that you're better than me or that I can't do this shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's the aspect we kind of took with with hip-hop where it's like, yeah, I ain't no rapper. I ain't been rapping for real. Mm-hmm. And you ain't no producer for real. But you do have, uh, you do got an ear. And who's to say your ear not as good as the next man's? Period. Who's to say I can't rap as good as the next man? And and everything I'm rapping, nigga, I lived it and, and I believe in. So <laughs> I really stand behind my shit. Like, no, nah, I can't no nigga put into what I put in the words, right. in the words like me. Right. If you want to do real shit, I don't think there's nobody that want to rap with me. Or and if you want to just do rap, if you want to just battle and shit like that, I could do that too. That's why I'm really like when we got together and start putting a plan together, it was like, bro, I got the same mindset that I had when who I wasn't no all state nigga, all American nigga. I didn't even have no offers when I was done with hoop season. Mm-hmm. It was more like that's when the grind started, and every time I went on the court, unsigned senior camps and little scrimmages and workouts with college coaches. Niggas finna have to show me. Right. You finna have to show me. And I'm ready. You feel me? That's my mindset with music, bro. And I think that that's, that's what kind of adds the edge to those smooth-ass, vibed-out-ass beats where it's okay. like you can still hear our hunger in that shit where it's like, how can you tell me, even though this ain't what the sound is right now, Tay's beats, how can you tell me this beat ain't hard? Yeah. If you listen, you can't. You, can't. you can't tell me it ain't smooth because what can what can so what else is anybody else doing? Right. What is anybody else making? Yeah. They trying to follow other niggas. I say that on the mob on the summer session where I say stop following rappers that already made it. Get in your own race. Exactly. Like how can I? I'm not finna try to be a rapper if I'm finna try to take future style or yeah. take uh. Shit, the nigga in Inkster style or what's yeah. cracking in the city or T Grizzly style. Or, nigga, that don't even make sense. But that's what niggas are doing right now. Yeah. They trying to find the wave. Well, what's the beat that niggas is rocking to? Find some beats like that. Nah, nigga, we on a whole different path. And that's be, that's based off the hoop shit, I think, too. Like, So, I mean, know, knowing that, like, you know what I'm saying? Knowing that you got to separate yourself as far as, like, the sound mm-hmm. and, and 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 what people think as as Michigan slash Detroit sound mm-hmm. is would influence you to make a bring a different feel to take bring that old school bring that bring a real message back to rap versus just <laughs> just saying shit. You, I think it's, it's half because we a group, bro. It's okay. no hip hop groups anymore. Period. Like okay. how many how many groups do you know? And now and the crazy thing is. Nowadays, yeah, it's more like you got your own entities where it's a producer and he like fucking with this producer so much. So, yeah, 40 got Drake, but they not a group. That's not a thing. But back in the day, there were groups, Tribe Called Quest, Mob Deep, uh, Daz Effect, whatever you want to say, there was groups. That was a thing at the time where it was like EPMD. Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. It was like niggas came as groups. It was a nigga who had beats and this nigga had rhymes. It was like... That's kind of half of the battle that gives us like the the not only the confidence but the, the, the I don't know the guide almost where it's like bro we just gotta we gotta figure it out ourselves man this is some this is some untraditional stuff that people are that that exists but it just don't exist no more it don't exist no more and people will love the fact that 
You your own man I'm my own man We do our own things But when we come, we come together, together To make this music That's a whole different situation And it's gonna be a strict Without Tay of course You know what I'm saying It's gonna be a strict Without Tay And it's gonna be a Tay Without strict He make beats for other niggas Period But Same time When we come together Y'all know what that ASDR shit is finna be That's what we tried to build With this shit And I think that's what's gonna stand The test of time Where it's like even though I'm finna get out and get on my own shit eventually, he finna be making. He's already made beats for other niggas on their projects because they like, yo, that sound. I ain't heard it nowhere. Yeah. Same way, why people will be like, yo, I want to hear you rap again, or I want you to be on the track because niggas don't rap like this no more. Filling that void, man. We found that void, yeah. and we was like, yeah, we can do that. We can lock in and do that. So let's do it. You know what I'm saying? So, so going into like. Uh, I mean, we've been talking a lot, but the, the summer session. You know what yeah. I'm I just the, the the summer session. That was what your your, your second album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your summer session, your second album. Second tape, ASDR. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I what I like most, and that's why we here. That's why we got this Remy. Let's this do it. Remy yeah, we are off the Remy today. You know what I'm saying. Let, let, let's. I want to. I don't want to go too much in the summer session, but that's a dope album. One of my favorite tracks. Well, my favorite track from. Uh, summer session It's hit this Remy <laughs> Period I had to grab Solid. the Remy um, I like the message That you You know what I'm saying How you talked about Where you at And mm-hmm. how your sister Sacrificed to, You know what I'm saying Help y'all mm-hmm. We got to talk about that But um, I also like Summer session uh, And I want to talk about In a couple minutes mm-hmm. That you said You know what I'm saying I ain't, I ain't wrote a diss track yet <laughs> if they require my presence, I get them gift wrapped. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about that, <laughs> too. Get all of that. But uh, let, let's talk about Hit This Remy. Mm. That that track, what does it mean to you? I'm going to give you the backstory. If you, this is the ASDR journey, man. The first tape, we had an interlude. It's called the Health, Wealth, and Vibe interlude. Yep, yep. But um, that's just a beat, that's just tape. And I, like I told you, the first mixtape concept was built off me listening to all Tay's beats. Mm-hmm. And I came up with the album concept of, all right, I'm going to write raps on these specific beats and we're going to put them in an order that I think flows together. Mm-hmm. That was the, that was my job of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the interlude I felt was so important because I loved that beat, but I didn't know what I wanted to write on it. Okay. So the Health Wasn't Vibe interlude is really some shit that. I was inspired by, but never could figure out how to attack it the right way. So I didn't know if I wanted to rap, if I wanted to just vibe, type slash, like just harmonize on the shit, because it's like a unorthodox ass beat that pick up, slow down. It's, it's just hard, though. I fucked with it. So when we did our second project, the summer session, you know, we trying to keep, we an album like I told you, we bringing back all that essential shit that we feel is gone now. We making real albums again, like with intros, interludes, putting samples in the beats where it's a story involved, where you listening to the whole album, getting a collective feel of what we tried to portray. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I mean, okay, <laughs> so like like Drake's, uh, his, uh, was that nothing that was the same? Yeah. Uh, what did he do with... Uh, what he do with uh Rihanna? Um, uh, what the fuck is the album? Uh, take care. Take care. Take, take care. care, bro. When I say 
the summer session is one of them albums you can <laughs> literally play from beginning to the end and let that bitch just play out. Right, right. Bro, you're not missing. Bro, don't 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 skip not one track because it's like you missed the, the fucking story. You missed, yeah, you're you gonna miss it. one. You're gonna miss one thing that's missing out if you don't catch bro, the whole vibe. It all ties into like you yeah. definitely gotta play the shit through. Like mm-hmm. I started, I started my favorite track was uh, like I said, hit this Remy. And that that was the first that's one. That's the interlude. Went, bro, that's the first one I went to. <laughs> and when I tell you, I start every time I listen to the fucking album, I start from Hit This Remy and I just let it cycle through and mm-hmm. go all the way around. That's but I always start from Hit This Remy and it's like, I, I can never play a skip because it's like I always feel like I'm going to miss something. Or yeah, if just I, Remy one more time. I'm sorry. You know sorry. what I'm saying? If I, if, I don't, if I don't listen to the shit, I'm going to miss something. I missed the message that was truly meant mm-hmm. for the listener. So Hit This Remy, bro, like, what yeah. uh like like I said, the story, man. Yeah, let me give you the story now. Like I told you, that first health wealth and vibe interlude, cause hit this Remy for me is an interlude, bro. Right. It's not even a song. Bro. It's really just yeah, Tay it. hit me when we was in the studio, literally, bro. He was like, We gotta have another interlude, just like we gotta have another strict speaks. You know what I'm saying? We just right. gotta set that that album order up. And he was like, Nigga, you did the instrumental. It was all Tay last time, you know what I'm saying, for the interlude. This time it's got to be all you. That's why there's no beat. Right. There's no setup. He like this interlude is all you. You mm-hmm. doing the interlude this time. And um, hit this Remy for me came from like um, man. It's the plight of bro. We depressed. We be going through a lot of shit day to day, man. And we done been through a lot of shit. Period. Before all this, so it's more. Hit this Remy for me as a collective thought of, bro, we all going through shit. I want everybody to feel, look, hear my shit. Hear what I'm going through. Think about what you going through. But at the end of the day, let's just hit this Remy so we can keep moving without, you know what I'm saying? Let's hit this Remy for me because that's what I'm doing right now. Right. Even though I'm telling you, so the shit go, I fuck up all of the time, got good intentions on me. That's a flaw that I got. I do fuck up a lot, bro. I be having good intentions behind it. But the people that see it, they be like, man, that was some bold shit you did. But realistically, bro, I was never trying to hurt nobody. Okay. I really be, my heart always coming from the best place of things. So that's something I deal with for real. I fuck okay. up all the time, got any good intentions on me. Okay. It's a lot of shit on my mind trying to get this money. I did have to go bury my moms. My mom passed away when I was like in the seventh grade. Um, so I just put that in there just to add, like I'm saying, on top of me dealing with what's going on today, a lot of shit on my mind. I got to get money. I got a son. I got bills. I'm a man. I got to do shit. This shit on my mind. Had to go bury moms. That shit still be getting to me. Even though that happened when I was in seventh grade, that shit shit still fucks with me today. Right. But today, while I'm talking to y'all, just hit this Remy for me one time. Cause I'm at the crib like, yo. This shit made me who I am, and I'm happy who I am. So whatever you going through, just hit that Remy and just relax for the day so, and understand what's going on. You know what I'm saying? crazy, bro, because <laughs> when I heard that track and I heard that part, and I remember I called you, I'm like, bro, what's the name of that track? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sister, you know what I'm, <laughs> bro, I, I'm like, bro, what's the name of that yeah. track? So when I, when I re-listened to it, I'm like, damn, bro. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know how young or old you were when you had to bury your mom, but I'm saying, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't imagine what you're going through because I still got my mom. But I'm mm-hmm. like- I'm like, you know what? I'm listening to this shit. He said, hit this Remy for you. So I'm like, fuck. Fuck all that. Bro, just go hit the Remy. Bro, Don't guess, feel bad for me. Just go that, hit the Remy. Bro, that same, that same <laughs> night I called you, that same night, I'm like, bro, what's the name of that song? 
I literally went to the store and poured up some Remy because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, nigga, he he ain't asked for th- sympathy. He ain't Nothing. looking for nothing. Bro, just hit the Remy. That's it, bro. I just want niggas to understand, bro. We all going through shit, man. It's this persona, especially when you rapping. Like, nigga, you on a different level now. Like, niggas don't got to deal with shit no more. Like, niggas ain't insecure about shit. Like, niggas right. ain't depressed about certain shit. Yeah, right. I'm living good. Yeah, people fuck with me and people like to see me and want to take pictures. But, bro. I'm letting y'all know who I am for real. Mm-hmm. Like, nigga, it's real shit that be going on with me. Right. But at the same time, don't feel bad about that shit. And don't feel bad about your shit neither. Right. Just hit this Remy and let's vibe. Turn on this shit, let's vibe, and get ready to attack this shit tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? That's my mindset to hit this Remy for me. And that's what hit this Remy for me stand for. Like, yeah. I'm literally telling you, hit it for me. Because yeah. I'm going through shit too. Yeah. Hit that bitch one time for me, hit it for yourself. But let's just keep focusing on what we got to do today, man, because we still got to live. The world don't stop. Even though my mama died, the world kept moving the next day. I had to go to school the next day. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? It's crazy crazy that you mentioned that too, bro, because because death is one of those things where in a black community, it it brings us closer together and it shouldn't. It seems like we should Mm -hmm. be spending more time around each other, but it's like we come together and we, 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 we should be... Death could be celebratory because it's like yeah you somebody leave this earth and you don't know what's beyond this shit mm-hmm. like it could be a it's a better you know what I'm saying if you if you're spiritual and you you believe in a higher power you believe in God there's something beyond the, this life for a That's person a so you you definitely gotta be like okay they're on to a better place they're mm-hmm. in a better state of mind they're they're doing way better their spirit still lives on mm-hmm. their actions their words everything live on through you everything they taught you their values so it's like. You can't be all depressed about the shit, but it for black people, it's like we come together and then after that, we don't talk to each other no more. We only come together when 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 funerals happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it definitely should be more often. But like yeah. I said, we'll hit this Remy, bro. Like That's it. I think you just personified it right there with what you said. Like That's us getting in that state yep. before somebody dies, yeah. before it's a situation for yeah. us to look around and be like... Yeah, man, let's just celebrate that we alive. Exactly, period. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know you're going through shit. I've been going through shit. It's yeah. still, still fucking with me from 13 years ago. You ain't even got to talk about it. We alive right you now, bro. You ain't got to talk about it. We here. I'm trying to make shit better for myself. I hope you trying to make shit better for yourself. Period. And throughout all the bullshit, just hit some Remy and keep going, man. That's yeah. me. That's what I do. I yeah. hit this Remy and keep going. <laughs> that's that's what's up, bro. Straight like, uh, All right, man. Just And, and, and knowing that, like what what's your biggest fear and what influences that fear like whatever your mm. fear is like what what what's your biggest fear and what influences that fear what fuels it mm. that's a good ass question man bro. stop playing <laughs> you didn't tell me to hit this Remy. yeah you? that's a fact we are off this Remy, so it's getting deep like that but um man if i had to say my biggest fear probably bro and it's kind of crazy because it's kind of um this shit is personal, bro. This is a personal podcast, I guess, man. It is, bro. One of my biggest fears, dog, is is not leaving my legacy, man. Like, okay. I got a fucking son. That puts a whole lot of pressure on you already. To Shout out to Trey. Shout out to Trey Moolah while we here. Yeah, he Trey been, Money, my baby. He, he been doing great. He been out here just Yeah, just he vibing. moved everywhere with me. He in like three videos. He in like 
cameo. He didn't call cameos in about three okay, videos. Me. You can see Trey Moolah and Never Fold. What else you in? All me. A whole bunch of a whole bunch of crazy shit. But um, so you got this legacy. Yeah, that's this this that's half of the motivation right there. I got a son watching me. Like I knew it was certain boundaries I put on myself because of what I thought reality was. And right. That's off the strength of not my pops not doing something for me, but him doing what he was supposed to do for me and him doing his job, bringing home a check every week to make sure we can go to school and have clothes and eat and all that shit. But like, once I realized you could do more than just have a job, you could Mm -hmm. do more than just, um, you know, make your own way. It could, it's other way where I got it out. I made everything happen for myself, bro. Period. Period. Like, Everybody that met me from my coaches to my my teachers, nigga, ain't nobody know me. Ain't nobody plugged me nowhere where they right. was like, yeah, I know your mama or I know your dad. I know your uncle or your cousins. And you I'm going to let you. Away. Everywhere I've been, bro, every hoop coach that didn't have me on their team, nobody has let me through because my somebody knows somebody. You, you know, know what I'm saying? I had to make- show up, put niggas on their heads. And then they was like, oh, yeah, who are you? What's up? All right, come on. Even when I came to Robichaud when you met me. Yeah. I was playing ball at Willow Rome before that and all that, but I wasn't a man. I wasn't a nigga that was, had a name already that was like, oh, Strick coming to Robichaud? Right. Bad. Yeah, we on next year. I had right. to come there and holler at niggas and put niggas in the order, the niggas that you already knew before me. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, I knew, like, niggas, like, we talking personal now. I knew Marco already. Yeah, I knew yeah. niggas, like, win already. These yeah, people yeah. I already knew. But um, specifically, though, everybody around me, bro, they had to see me and right. judge me off of whatever they got from me. It was never nobody putting their neck out for me. Right. And that shit right there is something that, with my son kind of put on me where it's like, bro, I don't want my son. Who knows if Trey going to be as strong as me? Who knows if he going to be as resilient as me? What right. if he don't got the resilience to be like, fuck that. I'm locked in, bro. Right. Niggas can't tell me nothing. What right. if he do need somebody to have him? Mm-hmm. I got to be that. Right. I got to be the nigga where it's like, you walk in somewhere and they like, oh, we already know your daddy. We know how you laying. Right. You feel me? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you ain't no regular little nigga. Like, I already know who your pops is, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the shit that kind of got me influenced. And that's one of my fears being a, having this, having my son go out here on some, like, nigga, my pops ain't put shit together for me out right. here. Or, yeah, yeah. you know, this nigga wasn't nobody who I'm supposed to look up to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that was always my drive, especially when I had him. I had him when I was in school and shit. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So I wasn't even an adult yet, really. 21, 20 years old, Hell still no. playing yeah, ball. Yeah. I'm a kid, you know what I'm saying? Kid. But that kind of like shifted my focus where it's like, man, I'm just finna go for everything. I know right now. Like, I'm gonna let him know that nigga, I wouldn't, he ain't never gonna be able to be like, his pops was scared of shit. Yeah. His pops wasn't never nervous. That yeah. nigga was a stand up guy. Everybody around him said, everybody that then heard him say it. And he can, like you said, people would look up to rappers and look yeah. up to, athletes and shit like that, I wanted him to be able to be like, nigga, we, Strickland means something. Being him, me and Anthony Strickland means something. You feel me? Like, that nigga was, everybody loved my pops. When I was a young nigga, they used to be like, he was doing it, do it. That was my motivation. So that's really, that really what got me locked in on being like, man, fuck it. I ain't no rapper. I'm finna start rapping though because I feel it. I feel Mm -hmm. it in my soul. I don't, but, was, it, but, that's it, but, that's it. but it ain't really 
know what I'm saying? When you look at it, it ain't it ain't just rap. It's really a, a art form. Like mm-hmm. you speaking about your life. Mm-hmm. When you just broke down and we sat here and you told me about some of your tracks and you know what I'm saying? When you discuss how they relate to your life and mm-hmm. the people in your life. I'm like, damn, I would have never known. Like, <laughs> without you giving me that much information, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, I wouldn't have known. And I know you personally and I know the people you're talking about. So I'm like, damn. Yeah. Like, so now nah, it makes me want to go back and decipher the message within the rap even you just more. just met Big Sis yesterday. Yeah. Girl, Remy, hit this Remy for me. She yeah. only a year older than me. So when my mom's died, I say, when I was one, she was two. It ain't much more she could she do. Re- wait, Literally. so she only a year older than she you? She only a year older than me. So but I'm going to tell you this. So, like, for <laughs> me, I don't know if it's maybe the way she carried herself. I'm thinking, and because and, I knew she had, you know what I'm saying, help take care of you and raise you and shit. Mm-hmm. Just from, like, watching you grow up, being in school, Facebook, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You always shine her out. She always shine you out. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking... She like four or five years old. She, not that she look it, nah. but the way she carry she herself act, yeah, and the yeah, way yeah. that she, you know what I'm saying, do things. I'm mm-hmm. like, damn. She, But when I heard, like I said, another reason, I'm like, I got to hit the rim because I'm like, dog. Like, yeah. she, she For her too. She yeah. only a year older than you. She's a year older than me. So like, like I said, I was 12 years old. My mama died. She was 13, my G. And like, she would do stuff like... Even though, because we're so close in age, but she still has that older title, she would still feel that 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 pressure of being like, I'm your older sister. I yeah. got to set the presidents. I got to, yeah. you know, make sure you okay, look out for you. And then especially when I got, you know, I'm a boy, she a girl, I start getting bigger than her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I start getting taller. So she really kind of like kicked it in the overdrive. Nigga, you my little brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, but realistically, if you see her moves, bro. She she did inspire me. She was the first person that made me see that nigga college really is the way to go. You yeah, feel me? Like yeah. if you want to get out of a situation, like we didn't have shit sitting for us in our neighborhoods. Yeah. Michigan State, when she went there, it was like, damn, niece is doing some shit that I only hear or see on TV. Michigan State, I only knew of from hoop, hoop and football. Right? Fuck school. You know what I'm saying? Like academics. Yeah. Like niece was the one that was like, I say that on there. She went to school. What does I say on there? She went to school. They couldn't see from my view, but now they see it, so they come through. Like niece was the one that was like, bro, I'm finna get this 3.8. Go to state. Rock this out. And people don't know niece was a hooper, bro. All state. Shut up. My G, I just seen Nice have a triple double. It's not many girls that have triple doubles. Bro, period. shut up. Your niece was all who? state. Bro, I swear to God. She said, bro, the only reason she didn't hoop in college, because she said if she wasn't going D1 major, she wasn't hooping. Period. Yeah. Period. And so she went to state just to go to, she didn't get no D1 major scholarship. She was like, I'm going to state to go to school for PR. Yo, sister. Public who? relations. Dog. She was the nigga in the hoop. When I was at Willow Run, she was the nigga, bro. I'm talking about hoop wise. She was averaging like 22. 12 boards a game. She, she, she AKA. She, AKA, no. Nah. Bro, yep. she she carries herself. Like, she's like a lady. I couldn't see. I couldn't imagine her hooping. That's what I'm, just try, that's what I'm trying to tell you. These stories are so crazy, bro. Like, it's niece is the real blueprint of, like, nigga, make whatever happen, bro. Make whatever happen. Niece is from that same place we from. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't tell. You wouldn't be able to I, tell. I, like, I, I, you would feel like you would have to straighten your shit up if you was going around my sister, I'm right? But niece is like me, for real. And the crazy thing is why it's so dope, our relationship. Because realistically, bro, I'm the only one that knows this. 
For real. So I feel like I got leverage to do certain because people treat her with so much respect and so much she, like bro, the way she carry herself. Yeah, the way she carry herself, they like, I'm not even finna say certain words bro, or I'm not finna Let me let me tell you. She, <laughs> she she I don't know much about your sister, but I seen her yesterday the way she was, you know what I'm saying, helping you with everything mm-hmm. and the way she was uh coordinating everything. And mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, I seen I did I I did, I recognize I'm like I, she looked familiar, but I can't mm-hmm. You not just about to approach her on no bullshit. You nah, not, you, you can't. You, you you not. She don't even let you give her that. You can't do that. You can't. You can't. It's made it physically impossible. And once I realized that being from the other side where okay. I'm on all bullshit with yeah, you, yeah, but yeah. I see how the world treats you. Yeah. It's like, damn, Strick, I got to start respecting you a little different. How, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, everybody. Yeah. And I still flex on her, you know, from time to time just to flex. be like, you know, I've tried to put her in hood situations yeah. to show her hoodness. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like- Nah, she she really is the blueprint of all this like thinking outside the box yeah. and being like comfortable in my own skin with yeah. shit. Like niece is really one of them niggas, man. She knows how to lock in and, yeah. and, and like change her whole mindset of what's going on around her. She came up in the same shit we did, but yeah. she don't even she was not influenced at all, bro. You can't and it's crazy. <laughs> it's like and I always say that, like, you can be a, a product of your environment mm-hmm. or you can do something different. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You you grow up and you see, you see, uh, you grew up in a, a alcoholic household. Mm-hmm. You could either go down that same road and become an alcoholic as well, or you can go the opposite way mm-hmm. and do different things so you don't become an alcoholic. And those stories are always great. I'm telling you, period. Nisha, so this was the first one to do it. And that's what kind of gave me the confidence where it's like, Nish don't give a fuck. She's a pretty girl, but she played ball. At the time when she was playing ball, nigga, in high school, you was gay or you was... Yeah, if you a woman, yeah. You was, they yeah, would yeah. put the gay shit on you. You couldn't be no... You wasn't... It wasn't no pretty girls. No, like, you know what I'm saying? How rough. my sister kind of yeah, is yeah. or Danny and shit. Kind of, like, yeah. Yeah. That's a grown woman. Right, grown woman. But at the time, like, niggas was like, you was rough. Yeah, you was a tomboy you know, back in 07, 06. Like, everybody start coming out. Yeah, and like, yeah. you know, the girl was kind of rough. She was gay. She hanged with dudes. Niece was like the first one I seen where, bro, she going to give you 25 tonight, too. Period. And then go throw on this dress and go and be in the dance team tomorrow. You like, why the fuck did she just do that? And I'm like, yo, that's dope that she can be all yeah. these people, she bro. She just love hooping. Like, that was- but that was our, ours, our come up. Like, I was our, my pops. That's what I'm saying. She couldn't fake it because my pops was a hooper and all we did was hoop shit. So, and then once I got in the hoop, yeah. She was mobbing with me. She wasn't a nigga that was like in the gym doing hoop videos. She literally was like, bro, my bro hoop, I go hoop with him. And when hoop season come, I'm hooping. When hoop season is over, I'm doing other whatever Antonisa want to do. I'm not locking in on hoop to be the best, but she's still all state Period. and crazy. And that's why they be like, yo, where do you work out at? Where do you hoop with? Who trains you at? It, I'm just doing it. I just do it because I like it. Yeah. That's my mindset with this rap shit. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. people be like, "Damn, you can really rap," and I'm like, "Bro, I just do this shit because right. I like to." You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's where my and that 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 I see people really they they gravitate to shit where it's like, "Damn, you ain't even trying. Yeah. You're not even not trying, but you're not like you're not all the way like trying to do it to the point where you overdoing it. Like you're not all the way locked in, but you still, I see greatness in you, man. Nisa's that, that's the whole blueprint of my existence, bro. My sister, dog. That's why I put that shit in, hit this Remy for me. Like she the one that kind of set all this up for me to believe in myself, believe in being different, believe in, you know what I'm saying? Well, she, um, I don't know. I think I 
think I seen the article. Maybe I didn't. It was a uh, she like on that Forbes thirty under thirty. Yeah, yeah. She was in the um the Huffington Post. Yeah, that's what it was. Something yeah, she was in the Huffington Post, and that's crazy shit coming from Willow Run part exactly. of Ipsy. Like exactly. this little girl is in the Huffington Post for being the top twenty five um, public relation millennials yeah, of the in the, in the in the in the nation, bro. Niggas been five been following you. Yeah, <laughs> you and your parents. Yeah, bro, like when I seen shit like that, that's just more like, bro. You understand, dog? Niece was in a fucking trailer park with me at one point, like. Yeah. Thugging it out with me, dog. Like trying to figure shit out, not knowing what she was finna do next. And now it's like that lock in, that focus, that 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 confidence she had, bro. I'm trying to bring it back out of her now. Period. You know what I'm saying? Period. Like let's get back on that shit when we was just against all odds. We ain't had nothing to lose. So you know what I'm saying? Moving moving forward. Let's go. And uh, like I said, when I talk about knowledge under the influence and and and, and what we doing. And where I want to take things, I want to inspire people by hearing the stories of, of other people who came from the same damn near hood and background, mm-hmm. or or even worse. How do you how do you plan on influencing others or are with, with ASDR music, especially our youth? Like, how do you plan on how you plan on influencing people? Um, the the main point of what I was talking about earlier, man, I just I wanted by example. Like, I want to show that you don't got to submit to certain beliefs or certain people or what. I just want to leave that foundation, man. You could be whoever you are. Mm-hmm. You could be whatever you got right now, even if it's not rap. I ain't saying everybody can be a rapper. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm right. just saying, like, whatever you feel passionate about, that's your calling. I want people to see that you could just do it, even if you fail. Cause I'm in here on some, I ain't telling niggas I'm finna be Jay-Z or I'm finna be J. Cole. Even the shit that they telling me that they sound or what I sound like, what I be, I ain't telling niggas that. I'm telling niggas I'm trying to get on from, I'm trying to leave this legacy for my son so he know he could do something. Right. And if y'all like it, that's cool. I'm trying to leave this shit so I know I could do it. I say I did it. You ain't never do it. You might've been scared to do it, but I did it. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to leave. That's, those are my motives and my, my goals and ambitions in this shit. I don't. You know, I and mean, we can have this conversation before, bro. I don't need to get more attention from females. That's yeah. not something I don't need more attention. Yeah. Like, I can use that bag that come with this for sure. But yeah. like, I'm not fucked up in the sense where it's like, bro, if I don't get another check next week, I'm finna nigga, my car gonna get took, or my house gonna be repoed. I'm not fucked up. So this is not like a get rich or die trying thing. Exactly. This is really me on some giving game. Giving that next whatever I hope my music can give a nigga some confidence to make some other shit that ain't in my lane, but you know, whatever he's thinking about. Okay. So he be like, Yeah, man, fuck this, whatever's going on. Let me just make the shit that's mm-hmm. been in my head. And it might be the next shit that go crazy. And he gonna be on somebody's show like, man, when I heard Health Wealth and Vibe, bro, I was like, Man, I ain't have to do this, you know, little Uzi shit or whatever, yeah. what whatever's popping in their minds today. Like, I wanna be that nigga. That's my motivation. That's what keep me going where it's like I know I'm leaving a legacy of shit where people could go back and be like, man, I remember Strict. They didn't tell that nigga shit. He did everything he wanted to, bro. Right. Like, they told him that rap was dancing and turn up and pills and hooks and all that. And that nigga just was rapping and giving game. And people right. still fucked with him. So we can do it too. You know what I'm saying? We just got to come up with the right scheme, put it together the right way. But 
That's where my motivation comes for sure. I'm just trying to be that nigga where niggas can be like, yeah. Like the same way of how I feel I am in the world to people, I want to be that in rap. So in the world, people come up and be like, man, if they know me, they know my story. They know where I did. They saw me grind. They saw me do what I did. And they was like, man, man, a lot of my boys... Be like, you know, we all got kids now and shit. They be like, man, I be telling my son about your little story, man. Like, I, you know, you used to be short. You know, you used to be chubby. You used to, niggas didn't want to give you your plate, but you never stopped, bro. You used to be there every day. You used to be going at niggas' heads. You wasn't scared. I tell my kids that now. This nigga ain't strict, didn't have no scholarships. He wanted to play in D1. We didn't know he was going to go. People to this day, bro. Mm-hmm. And I be like, that's who I want to be in the, in the rap shit. I don't want to be... You know, hove. I don't want to be nobody else but strict, bro. I want to be strict just in the rap world. And if I'm strict in the rap world, I'm gravy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, I'm good. And, and that's what I like because it's like, you know what I'm saying, your, your story and putting your real life shit out there will influence other people because it's like, like I said, that line, bro, I, when I tell you that line... There's more than one way to keep steak and shrimp on your dinner plate. Like, bro, when I was like, bro, I I literally sat there and like, dog, it is different ways to get out here and get it. Whatever that way is that you're going to get it, go get it. But it's more that you don't have to sell drugs. You don't have to to, to to be out here being a stripper. You don't be out nah. here being killed. Like, there's there's more than one way. Whatever that way is for you, just do it. Just do it. Don't be scared, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, don't be scared. That's what holds a lot of people back. Being scared or being nervous when people think, bro, I don't care, bro. And you shouldn't care. And it ain't because I'm, I'm, I got some people following me now a little bit or I got some people around me. I was feeling like this when it was just me and Tay in the studio. This nigga's a hoop nigga. I'm a hoop nigga. But I ain't give a fuck I'm like bro I think this shit dope You think this shit dope Let's put that shit out man Period. I think people gonna fuck with it If people got that type of mindset I think a lot more Good shit to be in the world It won't be the same Niggas trying to Find the future sound Trying mm-hmm. to find the The, the bop for the day The Migo sound of the day We not gonna be chasing each other We gonna be finding our own lanes You know what I'm saying yeah, And that's yeah. That's what's better for the culture Anyway period You know what I'm saying Like yeah. niggas having their own lanes Not trying to be somebody else Or feeling like you gotta do something Just because somebody else Doing something Man that shit is trash yeah. Health, wealth, and vibe Is not about that Disclaimer Be yourself <laughs> Be yourself, HWV. Follow the movement because it's this a movement for sure. You know what I'm saying? It's just the beginning. Yeah, you know I'm saying it's just the beginning. Just the beginning. It's just the beginning. So find them on Instagram and uh let's make the best of it. Yeah. yeah, man, come vibe with me. Tap in, man. We always interacting on there, man. We ain't on no Hollywood stuff, even though Marty called me Hollywood, Hollywood. all the time. Realistically, this is the real story. Marty's the Hollywood one. He used to Hollywood me back when I was in high school, man. I used to play ball, but he was the one that had all the girls around him and stuff like that, man. And, when you know, I caught a couple girls' eyes one time. And I'm like, damn, who is this nigga that always be with the girls, man? Like, what's up, man? What's the deal? And then he was like, man, this dude Hollywood right here. This is why he don't be around the girls. He thought I was Hollywood, but it's really him, man. He's the real Hollywood one. But I'm glad he let me come on here and rap with y'all for a minute, man. Tap in with me, man, for sure. I definitely appreciate you coming out. Um... I definitely have a follow-up interview because I definitely want to have the second part. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Tay should be here. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because it's definitely, it's definitely a movement. Yeah. And both of y'all definitely together is is well needed because mm-hmm. you only want to have ASDR music. Yeah, so sure. Yeah, shout out Tay, man. Go follow Tay on the, on, on the gram too. His Instagram is 
Tay underscore Rye. So, um, crazy beats. If you need some beats, hit him up. Period. I'm taking all the cold ones, but you can get the leftovers. You, <laughs> me, you know what I'm saying? But no, nah, tap in with him too, man. Health, health, and vibe is the movement. That's all we supplying for people, man. Fuck with us for sure. So I definitely appreciate uh, Strick coming out. Um, as always, I'm your host. Follow me on Instagram, Martez underscore for show. F-A-S-H-O on Instagram. I'm on Twitter, um, Spotify. I'm on SoundCloud. Knowledge Under the Influence is a movement. Health, Wealth, and Vibe is a movement. Summer Session is in session. It's a movement. Yeah. And, Go uh, listen to that. Go catch up on Health, Wealth, and Vibe Volume 1. The EP Never Fold and the Summer Session, the last album, man. It's on Spotify, Tidal, whatever you listen to, man. We got you. Go check it out. The videos on YouTube, ASDR Music. Go find it, man. Bunch of dope visuals for y'all. Period, man. And uh, shout out to all the listeners. Um, and shout out to Strict. And uh, we out, man. Stay tuned for the next episode. You already know it.